0: Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you're listening to right now. Hey, before we get started, just um, want to say if you haven't reviewed or rated the podcast, if you have a few seconds, please, please, please help us out. Give us a five-star review, or you know, whatever, uh, whatever number of stars you want to give. This is an honesty podcast, so be honest. But if you do leave a five-star review and um, write write a review and rate it, sorry, rate it five stars and send me a screenshot of that. I will send you a personal uh, confession. I'll send you a little um, conf- I'll picture, word, whatever. I'll DM it to you. It'll be just yours, not one on the from the Patreon or the podcast that I've already done. So you can tag me at Larissa T on Twitter, or you can uh, tag the podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod, and I'll send you a little video story or whatever. Um, you know, whatever fits the medium the most. So yeah, definitely send me a screenshot, and I'll send you a little confession as a way to thank you. That being said, I'm going on the road in September. So if you want to see me live, here's how you can do that. I'll be at the Out of Bounds Festival in Austin doing stand-up. Uh, I've got a couple of shows. You can check out um, that festival to see where I'm where I'm going up. I'll be there Friday, August 31st through Sunday, September 2nd. Then I'll be on uh, back in LA doing uh, for a week. I'll be doing. Um, jetpack at Bar Lubitsch on September 7th, and later that night, uh, the Reductress live show at the Virgil, so go to one of those, I'll be fun. Um, And then I'm going back to Texas, wow, two times in one month, I'll be back in Texas on September 23rd, Uh, this time I'll be in Houston, and then at the end of the month I'll be in the Bay Area, so I know I have some confidants in the Bay Area, so I would love to see you guys. September 26th through October 2nd, I'll be up there doing quite a bit of shows all over Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose, maybe Pleasanton, I don't know, who knows, I'm still adding shows, so if you guys want to get the most up-to-date shows, you can go to my website TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows, Uh, but I'll definitely be in those cities for those dates. So, I hope to see you there. All right. I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, it's real good. We talk about a lot of good stuff. We talk about porn. Ooh. But, you know, it's like in a healthy way and sex positive, supportive, whatever. Um, give it a listen. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yep. That's it. Bye.
1: You can tell her. You can tell her.
0: it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where I have comedians confess their deepest, darkest secrets to me. Well, they're not always deep and dark, just something they've never told anybody. They could be lighthearted. And today, with me, I'm very excited, I have the co-host of the very popular, very... Awesome feminist podcast, the Cast. It's Caitlin Durante.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: thanks for being here. I'm Um, so
1: excited to tell all my secrets.
0: I'm so (laughs) excited to hear your secrets. Um, I like to start every podcast by asking my guests for a good confession because not all confessions are bad do you have something good you want to confess?
1: Y- yes, uh, I, I must confess. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, um, I was asked to teach a stand-up class at the LGBT Center in Los Ooh. Angeles for specifically for seniors. Oh. So I've been doing that recently. And I don't know if that's an example of a confession or not, but it's something that I is really fun and cool and I have a, I like having so much fun with it but um yeah so uh they were like hey Caitlin you're cool and you seem like a good teacher do you want to teach old people how to <laughs> stand up and I was like uh yes so um
0: yeah I've been doing
1: that and That's it's really awesome. fun
0: what um so they're like what does do they talk about like material of like oh so you know the other day at the old old person's home that like what kind of stuff do they talk about
1: <laughs> it's it's a whole mix of things because there's probably like 15 to 20 people in the class even uh-huh. though I, t- I tell them like it should be a smaller class like you guys need to like cap the number <laughs> but there's so many people interested in it that like and I don't want to like turn anyone away so it- there's a lot of people they talk about a bunch of different things a lot of them are sort of like emulating the style of stand up from when they were younger that makes sense so they're doing a like lot of like kind of bit. that <laughs> um, she died <laughs> But it's like so. Some of it's kind of like really jokey joke type stuff. Some of it's more like there's a trans woman in the class and she like talks about her experience as a trans woman. But she's mm-hmm. also like telling a lot of just kind of like really funny anecdotes and jokes. And but yeah, yeah, it's just
0: it's that's really so fun. fun. I, yeah, I bet that's super rewarding. I I used to like uh, do a lot of service with seniors, and they always have the best stories, and yeah. they're usually very funny. I think with time you just develop a sense of humor because it's like. I think, uh, oftentimes humor comes from just having to cope with bad stuff and it's like the longer you live, the more bad stuff you're going to see just by default. Especially
1: these are like people in the queer community who like Mm -hmm. came up, like grew up, you know, they're born in like the thirties, forties, fifties, you know, so, you know, had to live through so much, uh, intolerance and everything. So
0: yeah, (laughs) it's fascinating. Well, that's awesome! Um, yeah, it's really exciting that you're doing that. So cool! Yeah, thanks. Um, okay, I want to play a game just to break the ice. Okay, I know that we already talked about this sort of briefly, but uh, so I know you're not a fan of Ariana necessarily, but
1: I'm not not a fan, <laughs> but I'm not like keeping up to
0: date. But her album just dropped today, Ariana Grande. For those of you <laughs> <laughs> who don't refer to her by her first name, uh, and i I'm obsessed with her originally started kind of as a joke, but then just became real. I think she just is very good. Um, But her album's really good. So if you guys haven't listened to it, you should check it out. I guess by the time this comes out, you'll probably have heard it, but it just dropped today. And I noticed something about her album. Um, A lot of the songs are about Pete Davidson, which Mm. I find pretty uh, impressive because... They didn't haven't been dating that long, so that means she wrote all those songs about him or had songs and then kind of adjusted them to right. him. Or it's all fake. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I'm I'll believe it. I sure. like the fantasy of it. Yeah. Uh and then but some of them are about her ex, Mac Miller, um, which I think got me thinking about the idea of like celebrities and revenge, 'cause you know, people say revenge or living well is the best revenge. But I think revenge is the best revenge. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I mean, honestly then you're happy with everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I Well, one of her songs uh, is called Better Off, clearly about Mac Miller. It's very good. Um, so that inspired me to write this game, which is all about celebrities and um, revenge. So I'm just going to... this. Pretty quick. Sure. I'm going to ask a couple questions about celebrities who said something or hadn't gotten revenge on their exes and give you multiple choice. You have to guess who it is.
1: Okay. Oh, so it's like trivia. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: just trivia. It's yeah, p- yeah pretty, okay. pretty simple, pretty straightforward. You might know some of these. You might not. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. So number one, who burned their ex's clothes in a fire pit when she found out he was cheating? Here's the quote she said. I text him in, vid- I text him in video and I was like, hey, I'm burning your shit. I don't know where you're at, probably with some girl. I hope you get home quickly because we're Progressing on the spectrum of cheap to expensive. <laughs> was it a Iggy Azalea? B Cardi B C Nicole Scherzinger D Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire.
1: Okay. So it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not D that is a fictional character. I'm guessing uh-huh. she did not do that. I don't know who C is. I'm going to guess. So,
0: Leasing over the pussycat dolls.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, I'm going to say it was, was it Cardi B? It was
0: Iggy Azalea. Oh man. About her ex, Nick Young. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. But Cardi does Nick have Nick Young, that the sort of star name. of crazy rich Asians. That's
1: that character's oh, name. Oh, yeah, that is.
0: <laughs> I was like, really? Iggy? Um, yeah, that is his name. That's so funny. Um, yeah, it was Iggy. Have you ever burned anything of your exes?
1: Well, in order to burn something of an ex, you first have to have an ex, <laughs> you have which means you first have to have a partner. And since I have not ever had uh-huh. one of those, no, I've never burned anything that belonged to an ex. Gotcha. Well,
0: you know, I think, uh, ex can be subjective. I have a lot of exes that might not know that they're my exes. No, I don't oh, know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I mean, as long as there's people whose shit you want to burn, uh, yeah, they yeah, count yeah. as an ex. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the rule. Uh,
1: but no, I haven't uh, burned anything of that belonged to someone
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Who tweeted? None of my exes are married or in happy relationships, so it's safe to say that I wasn't the problem. Lol. Was it A. Justin Bieber, B. Rihanna, C. The Weekend, or D. President Dr- Donald Trump? <laughs> um i'm
1: gonna guess the beebs
0: the beebs you are incorrect it was uh b rihanna i am
1: not good at this game (laughs) Uh,
0: i love when like um people uh celebrities tweet about their exes yeah it's like it's funny because it's like even if they don't say their name and they're like well i didn't say who it was it's like well it, you're like a we famous know. person right like, <laughs> we all know it's for sure like you're just sitting up at night being insecure and like hmm I feel like I want to start drama you know <laughs> right <laughs> like, uh, yeah. gotta
1: love a good subtweet.
0: but yeah yeah go RiRi <laughs> um uh, I don't know is she dating anyone I'm not so sure
1: I don't know I feel like such an old person because and I like I've always been like I'm never going to be one of those people who when they get older, they lose touch with like the young pop culture. And like I have absolutely done that where like I don't pay attention to like the young celebrities or what they're doing or who they're dating or like when their albums drop.
0: That's probably good. It sounds like you're out there teaching classes, helping the community. Oh, gosh, like, it seems I... like you're using your time well. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go so
1: far as to say that. But um, yeah, I just I'm just old and out of touch is all it is. <laughs>
0: I, I have to like, I do it like homework. It's not, it, it doesn't come naturally to me. Got it. <laughs> okay. Here's the final question. Which celebrity commented on a picture of her ex and his new girlfriend reacting um, to his request for haters to stop shitting on her by saying, so, okay. So he, this is confusing sentence. <laughs> he was like, Hey guys, stop hating on my new girlfriend. And then his ex commented on that picture saying, if you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your girlfriend.
1: Mm,
0: <laughs> was okay. It a Selena Gomez, B Taylor Swift, c demi lovato d betty white
1: (laughs) i would love if betty white did that but um she probably has a lot of access yeah for sure she's a golden gal Mm -hmm. um okay so wait it was what were the choices
0: selena gomez taylor swift demi lovato or betty white okay uh was it taylor That's a good guess, but it's Selena Gomez about Justin Bieber. I think it was Sofia Richie that he was dating. I'm 0 for 3 in this game. That's okay. That's probably a testament to your character (laughs) of not keeping up with this stuff. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. So that's good. Yeah, um cool uh okay so this is all a podcast all about confessions um before we get into it I'm just curious like what your routine is in terms of like expressing yourself like do you go to therapy do you have a confidant how do you sort of get things off your chest Mm -hmm. in your day to day life
1: so I'm in and out of therapy uh right now I'm not seeing a therapist but I was as recently as like a few months ago Mm -hmm. but I was just like I'm sick of driving to the west side so I stopped
0: (laughs) yeah i feel the same way all the good health care seems to be on the west side i know
1: what is with that
0: i guess um, that's where the money is but
1: yeah, yeah uh so i but like i'm a huge proponent of, of therapy um i am a big fan but uh so sometimes it's that when it's mm-hmm. not that um i have a few close friends that i confide in and uh Talked to one of them being um, my friend JT who lives in Boston. But um, we, when I used to live there, we uh, lived together and um, we were like basically in a romantic, like a real relationship, but it wasn't romantic because oh, he's okay. gay. Uh, but we were essentially like a married couple. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it's the health- healthiest relationship I have. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I just have like a few, friends that I you know confide in but I am as a person not that expressive emotionally like I tend to and this is something this is one of the reasons I go to therapy uh is that like I I tend to be kind of a I wouldn't call myself like a secretive person, but I'm not super forthcoming mm, with you've like got walls. I'm pretty private. I've got walls. <laughs> uh it's hard to
0: tear them down. Do people say that like to you like in uh in your personal life? Have people been like, "What? You um, got walls?" A bit, well, the, yeah, they I don't know if they've said
1: that because with the people that I am closest to, those walls like do tend to come down. Uh-huh. But um I definitely have kind of like Sometimes, like a prickly exterior. And then, when it comes to like dating, like my walls go up and then, and then some. So, like, I haven't would like I don't have a partner and never have because like I think I just like can't let love in
0: (laughs) I don't think it's a bad people say walls like it's a bad thing but I think it's like especially in romantic relationships you want to you want I mean like I mean not to be like you gotta be the prince to slay the dragon but there's something to be said about like working for it right like if if uh if someone's willing to climb over uh, a prickly wall, like mm-hmm. then it's like they want what's on the other side. So that's, that's true. Good.
1: Well, I just haven't found anyone who's willing to make that journey.
0: <laughs> Although <laughs> I, I'm like more of a lake. I feel like because uh, I'm like everyone can come in, but I'm like but the waters go deep. So it's like how oh, deep do you
1: want to dive? These are good metaphors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm just like I don't got walls, but I'm like yeah. But but you you can discover more layers if you go deeper. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, put a scuba mask on come on right right but yeah <laughs> in general right. I'm like I'm
1: a <laughs> fairly private person like on like I see some people on social media just like putting it all out there sure. and I'm just like and I use social media to like say stupid jokes mostly so but
0: your comedy because you do talk about some personal or I I know like some of your jokes you talk about dating Mm -hmm. how personal do you get like is it more sort of like loosely inspired by or do you kind of take a lot of personal stuff and like this is about this person
1: well that's the thing is that I find the easiest way for me to like talk more about or to like be more emotionally open is on stage in a Mm -hmm. room full of strangers um so I couldn't Like I talk openly on stage about like, yeah, I'm single and I like never have relationships and what's wrong with me. But like I couldn't probably say that to someone who I was like on a date with because I'd be like,
0: I'm great and everything. I'm fine and
1: wonder and everything's good. Um, Well, that
0: makes sense because on stage you don't um, they're not allowed to respond. Right. It's like easy to be like, here's all this stuff. Now, don't tell me how you think about it.
1: Right. And if they are (laughs) judging me, like, I probably don't know. So it it seems like a safer space. People probably relate more to that, though, because it's like,
0: secretly, they relate, and they don't have to put up a front when they're listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's like a weird paradox where when I'm on stage, I'm, like, fairly open. But if it comes to, like, more, like, one-on-one emotional intimacy, like, Mm. I close up. And um, so, anyway, so I'll be going back to therapy now. (laughs)
0: i've been like having a weird thing with therapy like i i really do i'm a proponent of going overall but i've been going for a while and like on and off and i've kind of felt like i've hit talking about walls i've hit a wall with my therapist (laughs) and so i'm like should i find a new one at this point or i mean they're just human right sometimes they run out of ways to help you Mm -hmm. um so i'm kind of at the point where i've stopped going to her and i'm like should i try to find a new one and start over or should i just stop but i i don't like having no net like i think it's like having a therapist on call is good in case like things get really bad yeah one who knows you already that cuz you don't want to in an emergency have like to be like all right here's my scratch. life story yeah, yeah. <laughs> cuz that's exhausting too and then that's probably more depressing to be like oh yeah I, you have to like relive to all of your trauma <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, I've never really found one that I've been like, this is my life therapist. But uh, but the one I have now is like, OK, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes feel like when I go in I just end up telling her about like my day. And, yeah. And we don't get that deep. And she'll try to dig and I'll be like, but I want to talk about boys or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, all right. And then I'm like, I could probably just talk to a friend about this.
1: Right. Well, also, it is certain, like, if you're in therapy long enough, there's only, like, so many breakthroughs you can probably have and, like, so many, so much, like, self-examination you can do. That's where, like, that's kind of why I stopped most recently. I'm like, okay, well, I've, like... I know what my problems are. I've identified them and that's like a struggle for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So but like I've I've been in enough therapy where I've like figured it out. It's just a matter of like me being willing to take the next step to like work on that and like I am and I feel like I can like kind of do that on my own to some extent and I don't know. We'll we'll see. But um mental health very important. <laughs> uh therapy's great but I'm also lazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's expensive, but it is yeah. nice to feel like you're saying like when you've identified problems and you start to work on it, like it's nice when you can have those milestones of growth. Like I, re- I, I get angry really easily. Mm. Um, which is weird. Cause I think a lot of people know me think I'm very calm, but I, it's yeah. like a bubbling. like I'll get so angry, but then I'll be like alone angry. Uh, Cause I don't sure. want people to see it, but I'm, um, uh, i part of that is ADHD, which I've talked about in this podcast and I'm trying to figure out, but I've noticed recently, um, that I've been able to like recognize it earlier and then like kind of diffuse it on my own, oh, which i like, Oh, that's growth because I used to get angry and then be stuck in it and be like, I'm going to feel this way forever. I hate it.
1: Mm-hmm. And now when
0: I recognize, Oh, this is how my brain works, I'll get angry and then it'll pass. Mm-hmm. Like now I remember just being, I can't remember what it was. Someone says, and I was just so mad and I was like, I hate this person. I hate everything. I'm going to just cut them out of my life, block them. Mm-hmm. But then I took a moment. I was like, hold on, Teresa. <laughs> you've done this before and then like you're gonna get over and all of a sudden you're gonna be like oh this person's nice let's hang out yeah so instead of being a crazy person <laughs> just take a step back don't do anything and wait and yeah. then I did that and then it went away and I was like oh cool I think the therapy worked congratulations <laughs> thank you um but yeah I think we're all sort of like a, uh just like almost like I feel like a lot of people are like inches away from doing something crazy and it just you just gotta take a step back and be like oh yeah That would be crazy. But it's okay to think that. I think it doesn't make it crazy to want to do something crazy.
1: Sure. That's just a natural human response. It's
0: how you handle it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hooray, we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, on that note, is there anything you'd like to tell me?
1: Well, (laughs) I okay, so my confession. Okay, so I'm going to say something that's going to sound... Um, probably more wild than it is whenever I then like provide the context. But for, you know, I'm a storyteller, I'm a entertainer. So for, sh- <laughs> for the shock value of it. Um, so I used to work in the porn industry.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to um, need some more information. Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, and the more I talk, the less exciting it's <laughs> going to be. Um, but yeah, so that's my, uh, clickbait thing. Porn. Um, <laughs> So I was the assistant to a porn scout who scouted for specifically, uh, young men like ages like 18 to 35, uh, to be in jerk off videos for okay. gay porn websites.
0: That does sound exciting. <laughs> I mean, not to be exploitive in it. That, that's not what I mean, but I just mean like, I thought you were going to be like, I worked, uh, baking donuts for craft services, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: yeah, I wasn't um participating in uh like being on screen um which it, uh, I don't want to sound like like I'm, you know, very porn positive, love porn, mm-hmm. uh sex workers are great. Um I just didn't have that exciting of a job. But yeah, so basically I um got- I got. I had an interview with this guy. It was a Craigslist ad. Yeah, how did you find this? So this was. um,
0: Did you know it was porn? No,
1: not not at the time that I applied to the job.
0: Can how old were you at this time?
1: I was twenty, two or three. Okay. So it was it was about ten years ago. Um, I moved back to the college town that I went to college to. So I went to Penn State. Um, Then lived in New York for a year and then decided I didn't really like it and then needed like kind of a buffer Mm -hmm. (laughs) place to live until I figured out my next move. So uh, I moved back to uh, State College, Pennsylvania, just was like scouring the Internet for jobs and found one that like seemed like it was up my alley because I had... I got like a film degree. I was like working in like publishing and entertainment when I was in New York, and I was like, if I can find anything similar to that, great. But there's like no industry like that in that area. But I found uh, someone was looking for an assistant, and he's like, I do uh, like PR, and yeah, I think that's mostly how he like. He's like, I'm a PR Uh person. I was like, okay, that's that's close enough. PR stands
0: for porn.
1: <laughs> that is what I came to later <laughs> find out. So uh, I applied and he had me come in for an interview. We met in a coffee shop. Uh, he was like, he basically just asked me about my background and, you know, normal, like, kind of job interview questions. Um, it was a little bit like more personable.
0: Did he have a stash?
1: No. Um, <laughs> he did not. He did not have a porn stash. Uh, and then at the end, he's like okay uh just to like have total transparency uh i need to tell you specifically what i do because i had asked him i'm like what is your business or what do you do or like what what is this all about and he was kind of like uh like dancing around it beating around the bush sort of so he's like okay uh here is what i do it is He's like, I scout for men to be in masturbation videos for gay porn websites. Or I don't even think he said. He's like, okay, I need to tell you something about what it is that I do. And I was like, is it porn? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. This wasn't even in LA? No, this was in like a college town in wow. Pennsylvania.
0: Because okay. it's very LA to like be, right? be porn. But.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, but no, it wasn't. So uh, he's like. I was like, is it porn? He's like, yes. And he's like, is that a problem? And I said, I gave it like a few moments of thought. And I was like, no, that's fine (laughs) with me. Um, So then he hired me, I think like on the spot right there. uh, And basically, thank you so much. It's (laughs) been a huge stepping stone for my career. Uh, He basically just needed someone to like help keep him organized. He needed someone to um, write a lot of the copy for the ads that he would mm-hmm. post on Craigslist to try to get um, like the quote unquote models to uh, to apply for these um, or what I don't even know what he was. It, it, yeah. He was, so, so he was scouting and uh, we needed to post ads. So I was writing a lot of that ad copy um, and then he had me like answer the emails that would we would okay. get. So in the ads And this is part of the job that I am ashamed of where they were like the gay porn sites were looking for a very specific type. Sure. And it was like a specific age range, a specific body type. And they, the way the language they used uh, was like all American, but that was code for for white. white. Mm. So I, and we would get, so we would post this and we'd be like, here's what we want. And um we get pictures from we also did not we were like we just need like a headshot and like a a photo of like your head and torso uh i still got dick pics all the time (laughs) so i had to like sift through those um but it was such a huge bummer because we would get uh photos from like people of color who were really good looking who had like the right body type that they were looking for Mm -hmm. but they didn't have the right skin color so it was like a really painful part of the job um to like have to discriminate against people and then I didn't learn work at that job for long is
0: so so much about what you look like right like all the titles are literally will put like the name, the, your race in it. Yeah, in exactly. I guess the white, it is still like white as default in porn, which is I like maybe yes. true for, like they kind of, is true for Hollywood, but. Um, for sure. Because I don't think, yeah, it doesn't always say like white, white man, white girl or whatever, but it will say like black man, Asian girl or something. Exactly. Which, yeah. If it's, if, it if it's not It doesn't say it, it's people. usually white. Exactly. Does, yeah. Um. And Weird. for
1: whatever reason, the sites that this, my boss was scouting for, only wanted uh, white guys to jerk off in front of the camera, so that was that's uh, a, a part of the job that I did not like, and I am ashamed to have like participated in. Uh, but so <laughs> I would get all these pictures. But a lot I like of them to think maybe in
0: a way, maybe someone who was trying to get in, who's a person of color, maybe it was like, well, I, they didn't get in the porn industry and got a better job or something. I that's don't know. True. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a small a small way that you helped them yeah i don't know no that's me doing summer (laughs) doing mental gymnastics to make it okay right
1: yeah i don't yeah there's no really reconciling this but basically so i i'd get all these photographs and then i'd have to like sift through and like pick the ones that adhered most to what like uh my like scout boss was looking for Uh and then i would like forward the good ones on to him and then he would uh try to he would like then send them off to these companies and if they were interested they would like cast them and then he would get like a finder's fee basically mm-hmm. um so i would do that and then he also like needed like a personal assistant like he didn't have a driver's license so i had to like oh, drive no. him around sometimes oh no <laughs> and like um yeah like he yeah, needed totally. like Just P- a pr job yeah exactly <laughs> so you do pr so I worked at this job for a couple of weeks and then my mom and oh, here's a funny side note is that at the same time uh, I was working as a, and this is not a secret because this is pretty widely known about me, um, that I was working as a delivery driver for Hooters.
0: Yes, I've heard you talk about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, that's, that was a fun time. <laughs> Um and yeah, so those so were like, like the I two need jobs. Sticks out with some boobs. Uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So those were my energy. two jobs.
0: <laughs> it was
1: it was honestly the most I lived there for like like nine months or something like that and it was like the most fun time I've had in my life. Um
0: Well it almost feels like I mean, they are real jobs, but there's something about it being like porn does kind of operate like on the margin or the fringe mm-hmm. of like what's considered more like standard jobs so there's when you're on the fringe you almost feel like a little bit, bit free right I don't know if you felt this way but I mean it still seems like a task to do but there's a sense of like well, because it's against the... It's not against the rules. But it's outside of the norm, then right. you have this freedom a I wasn't, bit. like, working for
1: the man, certainly. Yeah. So, like, I... W- yeah, it wasn't in some, like, soul-crushing Was it, like, job. more
0: casual? Like, yeah, lenient and the, about, like, you know... War- I don't know. He was There's, very like, easygoing. No yeah. Time, and we became, kind of
1: like, thing. friendly. So, yeah. um, like, we would sometimes hang out, like, outside of work. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was, like, a pretty eccentric guy, Um. But we had uh, we had like a good like working relationship and like personal relationship. So did you uh, ever
0: meet these men that were cast?
1: No. So I would post like the ads in like every city, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, all of it was sort of like telecommuting. I met
0: some guys who've um, done stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy story about it, but oh fun. <laughs> but I, I know the kind of world yeah of that yeah Yeah.
1: so we I don't remember in fact I I remember we kind of like went through like a bit of a dry spell whenever he like he brought me on board and then we were like (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we were having trouble like getting anyone cast for whatever reason like anyone that we would like pitch to the porn sites they weren't either like the quite the right type or didn't have quite the right Mm -hmm. look or there was something about them so like I didn't, I probably worked for him for, I don't remember even how long, somewhere around like six months or maybe a little less probably. Um, And then I moved to Boston and then that's, that was it. But I, when I was working for him, yeah, we weren't, we didn't have good luck. Oh, so here's another fun side story. So because we were having such difficult, such difficulty finding people to, Mm -hmm. um, to get, get cast off. right <laughs> right it should be easy but it wasn't um so i was like hey wait a minute i when i lived in new york i had gone on like an ok cupid date with a guy who like would have been perfect <laughs> so he was like the right look oh, he had like an a good build because they wanted like muscular six-pack you know mm-hmm. type of dudes so Uh, and he had like a nice face. He was so painfully boring that I never went out with him again, but he seemed like, and he was like a working actor and model according to his, um, OK Cupid profile. (laughs) So I was like, Hey, what if we reach out to this guy that I went on one date with, (laughs) but we don't need to say that it like, we'll just kind of do it anonymously. And (laughs) I don't know what my plan was but basically I was like I still had his phone number I was like so let's google his phone number to see if like an email address comes up I don't know why I thought that would work but um so he so we googled it and then it a bunch of profiles came up advertising him as like a gay for pay escort so I was like oh well then he'll totally be down (laughs) to (laughs) like jerk off in front of a camera for a gay porn website. Um, this will be like kind of rookie stuff for him. I mean, maybe he's beneath it, which is maybe why he never responded. But uh, cause we did find like a way to contact him and we were like, Hey, do you want to do this? And he never uh, followed up. But uh, <laughs> basically the moral of that story is that I learned in that moment that I had gone on a date with a sex worker. Yeah. But he, I understand why he didn't tell me that and why he kind of uh, basically coded it or whatever as like being an actor Mm -hmm. and a model Um, because that is kind of a, but also like, I feel like that's something you need to tell someone right away.
0: Maybe, but did you tell him what you did?
1: um well this was before i was this was like a year before i was working did
0: you go on dates while you were working these jobs and did you tell them what you did
1: um i probably didn't go on any dates no i don't (laughs) regularly date but i probably i would have yeah um and i ended up i like told my mom pretty uh like not too far into me having worked Uh for him um but, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of – I'm sure it was, like, a dilemma for him where it's, like, do I tell this person right away and then, you know, like, gauge their response? But also, like, if you, like, enter into a relationship with someone who, like, wouldn't be okay with you being a sex worker and then you reveal it and then, like – I imagine
0: he would have mentioned it before you guys got serious. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that because I'm kind of, like – I'm all about being honest, but I am also of the camp of, like, like if he's told people on dates and probably scared them off, maybe – Maybe he's more willing to like be like, let me get to know this person. It sounded like both of you guys were like not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's like at that point, it's like there's no need to say it. Like I don't always tell people on the first date that I'm a comedian. Sure. But um, I mean, if it comes up, I won't hide it from them. But mm-hmm. I also think like sometimes I'm like, well, I'll get to know this person and see if it's like even worth pursuing. And then, of course, I will tell them. Sure. Yeah. The big secret. But it's secret. just like you know that there's going to be stuff that they're going to ask. And I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation if I don't have to. Like, it's just annoying.
1: Right. Well, he, he was <laughs> way more into the date than I was. Oh, okay. He seemed, because he, like, called me quite a bit for the next, like, few days after. Maybe he wasn't
0: a sex worker when you went out. Maybe it happened later. Maybe, that's true. Maybe you turned him into a sex worker. <laughs>
1: I can only hope that the, I d- <laughs> do that for everybody I've ever met. Um, I—that's true. I didn't consider that, but he was so guarded about the what. Because I would ask what him, like, done? oh, like what, what might I have seen you
0: in, mm. and
1: what, or like, you know, what kind of stuff are you working on? And he was like super. Um,
0: he was like shady about it. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I have a feeling that, um, he was maybe still doing that or had been doing it at that point. Um, but the, the point is he, the, our conversation was so boring that if he had told that me he was been a been sex like, worker, Great. I would have been like, cool, tell me about that. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, especially the fact that, I mean, in he may have been queer and I, uh, didn't know, but it. He just i think like the way vanilla. he advertised it he was like specifically like gay for pay
0: mm.
1: or maybe not i may be misremembering all I of think this some woman
0: uh i've heard that from other like i don't know people sometimes get weirded out by that but then i'm like so maybe he just wanted to save himself mm-hmm. that uh that moment but i don't know i don't i like bi guys so but i'm yeah. also bi so i'm sure probably i'm not gonna be this the norm of what people think but right right but, well
1: yeah. I, in any case i uh wish we had that to have talked like to talk about because it would have <laughs> made the date much more interesting yeah, for sure um but anyway so that he never responded we didn't so we didn't cast him and um we didn't i think cast anyone for the whole time that i uh, worked for this guy, Kyle was his name, my boss. Mm -hmm. Um, and then (laughs) then (laughs) he, uh, and then I moved away and I was like, all right, I'm moving. Um, I'm going to leave this job now. Um, How did
0: it change? Did you, did your perception of yourself change? Like having this job? I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's something that you, uh, when you were younger ever thought that you would do, like, is it something that you were like? whoa it's so weird that I'm doing this or you just kind of fell into it and you're like okay cool
1: I I think it was more the the latter like I because there's such a, a huge st- stigma still around mm-hmm. sex work and people who work in that industry that and I've always I've always hoped at least that I was like a, a tolerant person who sure. you know doesn't Judge people for, um, you know, the line of work they go in, or, I mean, assuming that they're not like, you know, serial murderers or anything like that. But, um, I, yeah, so I was, I. Like I said, like in the interview, he was like, is this okay that it's porn related? And I gave it a moment of thought because I was like, well, is it like, would I, am I okay with this? Like, is this like, I'm going to have to tell my mom eventually, like, mm-hmm. but that's, if she doesn't, if she's not cool with it, that's her problem. That's not my problem. And she ended up being like surprisingly fine <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, uh although i would imagine that if i had told her that i was like starring in porn films she probably would have not had the same reaction um but yeah i i think i was i of course i never was like oh as a young person i'm going to definitely yeah. work in porn um so i never thought of that as like being a possibility for me but then when it happened i was like yeah i'm okay with this
0: yeah it's kind of a cool talking point i think a lot of people I mean everybody is porn adjacent. I mean everybody has interacted with porn, I think. Yeah. As an adult, so it's like it's for sure a thing that's a big part of the I don't know, it's a big industry, but then it's still also so marginalized. I mean, I never worked in porn, but I used to go go dance and I remember even like for me because I came into it through dancing and then just like a lot of like backup dancers will do that just mm. so it's like a easy thing but it is really adjacent to like there's some go-go dancers also are strippers and like mm-hmm. table dancers whatever it goes into that territory but i remember i used to get um and i was in college i was pretty young so i wasn't so sure of myself so sure. i would get self-conscious when people would be like oh are you a stripper like no i don't dance for tips like i mm. get paid by my sets or whatever um and now i'm like whatever dude like yeah. someone dance wants to dance for tips they're probably making way more <laughs> strippers probably make way more yeah um, but yeah so. i used to make a point to like distinguish it and then now i'm like whatever mm-hmm. but yeah i think that that stigma for sure gets ingrained as a kid because for sure media also adds to it like when you watch movies and it's definitely like strippers don't get seen as full people
1: oh for sure um yeah. so yeah and then and then, you, have, you know, the fact that there was, like, a queer element to it where it's, sure. like – but it wasn't – also, because it was, like, just, like, solo, like, masturbation videos. Yeah. I wonder if I had, like – if I would have had more qualms if it was, like, me casting for, like, people performing, like, gay sex with each other. But I also, like – I don't think I would have had a problem with that either. Like, I think it's it would have been, It's like, almost a little y-
0: disconnected because you're not – part of like you're fielding these but then you're not like meeting them you're not on set or anything right 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 the Um, one that um so my my like sort of related story is that I my friend in college um who's a girl or woman dated this guy and then later kind of we found out or he then it wasn't a secret like he was in those gay for pay videos but mm -hmm. I think they were like maybe I don't know if they had sex or anything, but it was like, yeah. I think there were multiple people in them. Um, and then he ended up dating Calvin Klein. Oh. Yeah. So at first it was like he was, when he was dating this girl, he was like, oh, I'm straight, but I just do this mm-hmm. for money. Um, but then Calvin liked him. And like Calvin also, I think was straight f- or like in the closet for a while. Oh, he was married, but then he, yeah. he like kind of came out yeah, and, like uh, in a very big way and uh, kind of took this guy on as his Hi. boyfriend. Um, and then this guy invited us to his 21st birthday party and all oh, of, wait, he was so young. Yeah, he's very young. Um, <laughs> I was young too, but okay. <laughs> I was like twenty. Years.
1: But Calvin Klein would
0: have been like oh, yeah. well into his very old. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, but this was very public knowledge, so it's I, okay. I'm not like spilling any secrets because he threw a big party for him. Okay, and he invite he let him invite his friends, and he didn't have that many friends because he was new to New York, and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean like you know, and so I was like part of the inner circle, even though. I wasn't. I don't know. It was very uh-huh. weird. Like there were like twelve of us that were his friends. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was Calvin's friends, like celebrities. Like I met Alec Baldwin there. I Whoa. met like Ivan Bar. Um, just t- Anna Wintour was there. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was just, like actually, I'm like I don't know if I can. Talk. I can't talk about this because I remember it being in like page six. But um, this guy, it was like a big thing. But all his guy friends were porn stars uh-huh. from this thing right um that he met doing this and um and and i just that was like my foray into that uh i didn't like do anything obviously with it but it was like i was like oh this is a world and Mm -hmm. these guys kind of just get to go to these lavish parties i'm sure there's a dark side to it but what i saw was like wow you met calvin klein doing porn and (laughs) now you he's throwing you a massive party um and yeah, it was, it was crazy, actually, that was the night that I, I think I made out with a girl for the first time, Oh, nice. but I blacked out and I only found out cause she might have been a Victoria's Secret model, <laughs> wow. but I blacked out and I remember this is when I drank a lot and yeah. I remember seeing, like just going through my texts and seeing what happened and it was like, mm-hmm. I just made out with a Victoria's Secret model, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, but I do remember, I remember shaking Alec like, Baldwin's hand and that was cool. He has really big hands. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Um, yeah, but anyways, so that but then those guys were part of that gay for yeah. pay world. Yeah. Inter- yeah, I find
1: that so fascinating because I wonder how much of it is them saying, "Yeah, I will have gay sex, but only because I'm being paid for it and I am not gay myself," or if it's that they are either, you know, by gay pan but they're like in the closet about it. And this is a yeah. way for them to sort of like transition into like being a part of the queer lifestyle. I don't know, but, yeah. um, it, it is might be both. They're probably
0: all types. I yeah. mean, if you're getting paid enough, I'm sure some guys are just like, okay, right. But I think I didn't, I didn't keep in touch with this guy. I think they ended up being, I don't know, they, a little bit like gold digger mm-hmm. is the impression I got. And at the time I was so young, I was just along for the ride. Um, but, From what I remember, I think it kind of, their relationship kind of crashed and burned and he came out and wanted to write a tell all and like kind of shut down Calvin. But of course this is like, I mean like, (laughs) this is also what, uh, maybe on the other side of like how people don't treat sex workers well. Like I think people kind of like wrote him off of like, okay, this guy wants money. Uh, Who knows? Maybe it wasn't a good relationship, but I didn't get too into the details, but I think he came out out of that relationship wanting to be like, let me get some money out of this. Mm, I see so well, I don't know. You get know a taste of that was, Calvin yeah. Klein money. You can't know, go right? back. <laughs> <laughs> it was really crazy, like meeting him, like Calvin, and yeah. just like <laughs> that's very wild. insane. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super. I remember that. That was like I like really full on blacked out that night, <laughs> and it, it and everything was okay. But like because I was an RA. And it was during RA training, and I was supposed to be at a meeting the next day. Yeah. And I just woke up in my dorm, like, covered in puke and blood. Like, it, this is all going to sound much worse than it was. Um, it wasn't that bad. But it, it, I, the scene was very bad when I woke up. and I was like, what sure. the fuck? And I was, like, completely naked. And there was, like, a man's jacket on the floor. And my ID was on the floor. And, um, like, it was – it looked bad. And you were covered uh, in puke and blood? Yes, yeah, so I was oh like, what God. the fuck? But then I kind of stumbled around and – real so i put i eventually detectived it together because you can't have guests in the dorm without signing them in right so i figured out i didn't sign anyone in i and then someone did the guard did see me walking home alone he said i was tripping over myself and it was snowing oh, and i was oh. on heels so the blood was from me tripping and then okay. i think i just like pulled my clothes off because i was like i'm bleeding and then puked <laughs> on myself uh and the man's jacket i think i stole oh from the coach. <laughs> Uh, I was a little bit of a klepso when I when I got drunk. This is your confession. And I missed, I know, <laughs> no. I, know I didn't want to tell the story. And I missed uh, my RA training, but oh, but yeah, no. but it ended up being fine because I was like, I came home alone and I threw up on myself. Yeah, great night. But, but I was horrified when I woke up. I was like, what happened? I was still a virgin too, so I was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> Wait, where did you go to school? NYU. Oh, nice. Yeah, wow. only in New York.
1: Yeah. Uh fun. well, you know, um, thanks for sharing your confession. That w- that's a fascinating story, that was but a great um day. yeah, so that's that's my story that I uh, briefly worked in the porn industry, but in potentially the least exciting uh, job that you can have uh and still work in porn, but um yeah, it was fun. Uh there's definitely a gap in my resume, um uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> You uh, can say
0: you worked in PR, that's or right. casting. Honestly, ca- ca- yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, I really should have milked that more. But uh, yeah, it was it was uh, interesting. It was like definitely because I was also working at Hooters, and I was just like, look at these cool, look at this cool <laughs> life I've built for myself. I have a question:
0: Would it have felt the same, or would you have been willing to do it if it was women instead of men that they were casting?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Um, because a lot of porn, straight porn, is feels very objectifying mm-hmm. and not that like just watching a man jerk off isn't also super objectifying, but there's something oh but like I was certainly not as like aware of all of the like patriarchal influence in media at that time so I probably wouldn't have thought that hard about it And I I think I probably still would have yes um today I would if I was like in a similar situation and like knowing Mm. what I know now uh I would probably only work in uh porn if it was like um Respectful to women, which I've seen some porn that is and a lot that is not. (laughs) So uh, I would probably I would do it. There seem to be like some, I guess, like production companies or whatever uh, that like seem to be like making female friendly porn. Uh, So I'm all for that. And that's largely what I watch because uh, confession number two, I watch porn. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Everyone does. Uh, That's not exciting at all. But um, yeah, so I that's like the type of porn that I seek out, and I wish there was more of that.
0: Did you say female friendly is like for women, or it's like the production, res- like the story respects women. It,
1: yeah, it's kind of uh, I think a little bit of both. Where um, so much porn you like click play, and it's just like a woman getting just like face fucked by <laughs> like a like. There's no and i don't well let's examine this if we have time because
0: yeah because what is it about because i am also like i do like like i sometimes watch porn i don't watch it too much now cuz it's hard for me to find one i like cuz like i'm so so particular but um i do like stories where the woman is like vulnerable and but like as i would love for it to be like i don't know the behind the scenes i now i'm like right. i hope it's consensual <laughs> and she's getting paid a lot of money right but uh, but like the fantasy of it, I think it's OK to enjoy a fantasy if it is just fantasy, if she's being respected offset and mm-hmm. all that, uh, which I think that isn't always the case. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, is it about the story being like she's like the boss or is it? Or well, is that just yeah, that we know that the production was like respecting her.
1: I yeah, that all of that. And. Um, even if there isn't like a narrative that is goes along with like whatever porn video is. Cause a lot of them are
0: like, we should always have the woman talk about her hopes and dreams <laughs> right? and uh, show <laughs> us her thesis and then we can get into her being exactly. Um, She's like, uh, I need a shower. break from
1: studying for my uh, yeah. PhD exam. What? That's not a thing. Um, but, and I just need to like blow off some steam. So I'm going to go and make sure that I come a lot, uh, with whoever, but, um, yeah a lot of it is either um it just feels like the women have no agency during okay, yeah. the like the sexual act where they're either just kind of like they're the plaything that's getting fucked whereas mm. um the type of porn that i enjoy is like she's like calling the shots at least ideally half of the time kind of thing Uh and that it seems to just be like respectful there's there's time spent on like her sexual pleasure because so much of it i just see like a guy like his pleasure is the focus and and then there's like no time spent on like you know making sure she's having a good time or like trying to bring her to orgasm um so
0: you like like like, uh, dominating women, like stepmom porn. Kind
1: or like, of. Or just like a boss. Well, not, no, I, well, that would, any sort of like thing that's vaguely ancestral where it's like, there's, cause there's so oh, much yeah. like stepbrother, stepsister, stepmom, like, I don't, I don't watch any of that. I really just like, watch scenes where it's like i woke up and and i'm horny and you're (laughs) there's a guy laying right next to me because because he's my partner and let's kiss and start having sex so like there's rarely like a story component to the porn that i watch because i find that a lot of those are a little too cheesy for me true
0: bad acting but yeah
1: (laughs) um or yeah there's the ones where it's like the like teacher and like the like strict disciplinarian teacher and like the bad boy student that she like blows all of a sudden. Um, so there's all, there's a whole spectrum of porn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I appreciate porn that is, uh, as far as like, just like this, this sexual acts that we see, uh, unfold on screen. um, that they're I hope that they're like showing a woman like having agency in those in those situations like and
0: grounded realistic yeah. relationship porn yeah that's yeah. I
1: really just like kind of like sensual romantic yeah sex <laughs>
0: that's good I've noticed like even though a lot of porn is super anti-woman um I feel like a lot of guys who watch well I don't know this is anecdotal for sure like mm. people who I've run into a lot of guys who watch porn are super into in real life, like, the woman getting pleasure. Mm. I don't know if it's because in porn, like, the woman fake it so much. Could be. When they're off, when the guys are not watching porn, they're, like, what gets them off is watching a girl, like, get off. Uh-huh. But I've noticed that, and it's been, like, sometimes over, like, sometimes, like, too much where you're, like, okay, just, like, it should be equal. Like, it's not... Because then you start focusing on, like, am I performing enough? Like, right. it, is it clear that I'm enjoying this? And then all of a sudden, you're, like, putting on an act, and you're, like, ugh, just be in the moment.
1: Right. Sex is so complicated. It's fascinating that we do it all the time because there's so much to think about.
0: Yeah. I get frustrated when people ask me what I want in the middle of sex. Cause then I'm like, I just, I don't have to think, <laughs> I have to answer this as an interview. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. It's like when people are like, do you have any questions? I'm like, I have to have right. one now. Yeah. I'm like, But those I, conversations are
1: also important. Cause it's like, it's good to like check in with someone Maybe, and be like, but are but you I mean having you fun? ask it
0: outside of sex. That's true. In the middle of it, you're like, uh, okay, now I got to say something really sexy, Like, <laughs> right. cause what if I'm just like, I don't know for you to commit to me. Like, that's what I really <laughs> want. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> anyways oh gosh well thank you so much for sharing that thank That's you a great for story. having me it's good to get that off
1: my chest
0: yeah is there a, where can we find you i know you have a great podcast called the bechdel cast everybody should listen to it
1: thank you yeah if you want to hear me blather on more about uh the representation of women in media mm-hmm. um we mostly talk about uh mainstream movies and not so much about porn but uh, have you
0: guys ever done a bechdel cast about Oh, I'd love yet, to do that. But that like, would the Pirates be Pirates of the Caribbean or something.
1: I know, yes, that is a, a porn that I do own on DVD. If you ever
0: do a porn, I want to be a guest. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> we'll bring you back to <laughs> that. um But yeah, so we talk about the representation and portrayal of women in mainstream Hollywood movies, and usually how it's bad. Uh, that's the Bechtel cast. Um, you can follow me on like Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Durante you can go to my website CaitlinDurante.com because uh, I list like my show dates and stuff there for when I do stand-up comedy and uh, yeah otherwise thanks for having me this has been a lot of fun
0: yeah super fun and you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Tell Me tellmeanythingpod and we have a Patreon it's patreon.com slash tellmeanythingpod and we'll see you guys next time goodbye Bye.